Dumpster Divas. We are back with another episode of Dumpster Dive with me, Tom Hamlet, and uh, Kix is in here. Uh, today it's just me, uh, but we will have a guest on here in a second. Uh, but I just wanted to say hello to everyone. There is uh, a lot going on, right? A lot going on in the Bravo sphere. BravoCon is sadly canceled. Um, this is not Bravo related, but Britney Spears has just been released of Jamie's conservatorship, not her conservatorship. The next step in all of this is making sure that she does not have a conservator anymore. Free Britney. I'm sure we'll talk about that in one second with uh, Gibson. Um, Stu Chains is coming after Miss Shaw. Miss Shaw, if you're nasty. And uh, it pretty much feels like Satan's uh, taint in New York City. So um, <laughs> regardless of all that, we made it here to the recording today. Um, just me, I guess I should say. And we have a great Bravo app, a great app coming at y'all in just one second. But before we do that, uh, I just want to get all of our little plugs out of the way right at the top of the episode um, once again, thank you to everyone who has, uh, subscribed to the Patreon, uh, everyone who has left a review on Apple podcast, all this stuff, uh, whether it costs money or it's free, all of it equals the same amount of amazingness. So thank you. Um, and if you want to get involved with either of those things, once again, on Apple rate five stars, uh, it's right there in the Apple app. And then if you want to subscribe to our Patreon, uh, once again, we are covering origins of reality television there. And we just launched, uh, an audio only, uh, version of the Patreon, a tier, I should say. And, uh, that is just one ninety nine, two dollars $2 gets you audio recaps of, uh, real world New York homecoming. That's what we first covered. After that, we covered Flavor of Love Season 1. And then after that, we covered America's Exile Model. Uh, we're almost done with that. Oh, that's not true. Sorry, we're backlogging. We're halfway through that. Um, we've recorded all of our episodes for that. But um, yeah, so that's all there. One ninety nine gets you just the audio for all that stuff. Um, so subscribe there. It is uh, patreon.com slash dumpsterdivepod. Not dumpster dive. That brings you to a different Patreon that is not uh, reality TV. So don't do that. Um, but, uh, for those that do not feel like that is something that they can do financially, I totally get it. Uh, I spent most of, uh, the past two years unemployed. So I'm, I'm with you on that. Uh, once again, if that is too much rating, uh, us on Apple podcast is the freest, best way to support this podcast. And if you leave a review, we will just read it here on the show that you're listening to right now. So uh, today's review, uh, once again, five stars only, uh, comes from, let's see, where's a good one? Uh, oh, oh, this is a good one. So once again, this one's from someone we know, but that doesn't matter. We'll still read it, right? Uh, this one's from Know That Pod. Hi, guys. Uh, if you don't know Know That, Know That is uh, Quinn, Donnie, and Anthony's uh, Housewives podcast. Follow it, rate them, review them, do all that stuff there, too. Um, but no, that says, oh my God, I'm the worst, but dumpster dive, uh, their title, the subject is too long to fit in here, but I assume it's something nice. Uh, it says cut to me thinking I've been rated you, but that was not the case. So here it is folks. Uh, the five star rating that should have been year, wait, that should have been year years ago. That doesn't make sense, but thank you. Uh, Tom and Kicks make me laugh every single week. And if you, for some reason, have not listened yet, I promise you will laugh. 
uh, with me every single week when you get give their pod a listen. Now, I want to say thank you for writing that. I do want to also say, were you high or drunk when you wrote that, Donnie Quinn, Anthony? I can't quite decipher it. I might post uh, a screenshot of it to see if anyone can decipher what I just read because it's, uh, it's a wild ride. But thank you. And I did leave a review uh, when you guys launched your pod. But thank you for hopping in at 100. Up. <laughs> I'm being shady. Uh, no, but I love you guys. I, we really, really do. Um, but yes, once again, if you write a review, we will read it. And uh, I won't be as shady as I just was to the boys because I know those boys. I love them. Um, well, once again, today we have a very exciting uh, chat with uh, Gibson Johns. Uh they are a uh, contributor, f- a contributor for uh, In the Know. Uh, follow In the Know on Instagram, uh, and they have a podcast that we will get into in one second. Um, so after the short break, once again, we'll be back with Gibson John to break down everything uh, Bravo this week. Uh, talk to you guys in one second. <laughs> Okay, and hi everyone. We are back uh, with Gibson Johns. Uh, he is the host of In the Nose uh, interview series. Uh, we should talk. You can subscribe to that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the good stuff. Make sure to rate, review uh, uh, the podcast, and you can follow him uh, at Gibsonoma on Instagram and Twitter. And we are very happy to have him here uh, on Dumpster Dive with us today. Gibson, hi. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. And it's, yes, I, we're going to have so much fun. I always like an excuse to connect with somebody new about all things Bravo and reality I TV. Think I was hoping you'd say gay. Gay too. <laughs> That's even better. If it's gay and yeah. new, it's just, it's double whammy. <laughs> well, there you go. I know. I, I We say this all the time, but like Bravo is a, a language that we've all learned. And it's so fun when you get to chat with people yeah. who speak your it, it's, language. It's our people, you know? <laughs> yeah it's just a blast yeah uh, yeah so um no but so happy to have you here and i was like you're fresh off an interview with the one and only sutton strack right i mean come on legend status she she you know let's see do i think she's legend status? no i mean i'm, over, I'm overstating it i'm overstating <laughs> it um no right. sutton it was good get um because the beverly hills girls don't do that many interviews uh, or, yeah and, and you've had garcelle too yeah but that like wasn't that was she was doing like a different promotional thing so it wasn't really about the show as much but sutton was like yeah. for the show so um no sutton i found it really interesting with sutton because um she like really chose her words very deliberately in a way that she mm-hmm. like doesn't do on the show i don't maybe in confessional she sort of does but like yeah. in the moment she's pretty off the cuff but in an interview setting she was like she like took, she like would always wait a beat before answering a question. And and with the Erica stuff, it was like very short answers. Like it, it, yeah. it was, just, it was, I mean, good for her. I think it's good. That's probably a good thing yeah. to be in that, yeah. in, her, in her situation. But, um, you know, no, I noticed that when I, I was listening to it and I was like, I, I, I just wonder like what, I just can't imagine being in the room when all these storylines are dropping and what, they're thinking about like their involvement because obviously they're not literally involved and mm-hmm. Sutton's not going to go testify in court on right, America. Right. But like, it is unnerving, even though like the world watches this show, but to know that like the FBI is like watching your oh. television show, not for entertainment purposes, but for like to take notes. Totally. Just and, is a bit and I think that they alarming. have, I, th- I, th- somebody said this on Twitter or something, but like, I think what Sutton was saying in that most recent episode, like, as in like, I don't know how I feel being around her is like, 
I think what she's basically saying is like, you know, we're filming all this stuff. Like we're saying all this shit. Yeah. The, the FBI or whoever could like subpoena the, the all the footage from the season. You know what I mean? Even if it's right. been so it's like, I don't know. I, I, I see what she's saying to be careful what, what they're saying in front of the cameras. Um, yeah, and we'll get into and, it. But Kathy was Kathy was the smartest this week. Very. I don't know her. She goes, I don't know her. <laughs> Obsessed. Just like another an, another um, feather in her cap. To be honest, that's who you need next, please. I know. It's like I think she's in like one interview, but well, I mean that that's the dream. That's the dream. Um. Well, tell everyone about uh, we should talk. Yeah. So we should talk was originally supposed to launch in person last spring, and it was horrible timing. I think. I think our first interview was scheduled like a week was scheduled to be like a week after our office closed at the beginning of March. So it was bad timing and it was, you know, it, the show is different than it was originally like, cons- like the original concept, but um, we launched virtually in October and obviously like my sweet spot is Bravo and my sweet spot is reality TV, but I didn't want it to just be that because, you know, in my career outside of like live tweeting, like I, I, I interview a lot of, Bravo people, but I also interview a lot of other celebrities and then whatnot. So um, I wanted it to be like a broader interview series. So we have a lot of housewives on. We have a lot of, I have, I've had a lot of like the summer, summer house people on. Then I, like, I recently have had like Ashley Tisdale and I'm going to have, I have people from other reality shows. Like I'm going to have one of the people from my, my unorthodox life on. And oh, awesome. I haven't jumped into that yet. Have you? It's yeah. I binge it in like a couple of days. It's, it's like, I mean, it's in the same realm as like selling sunset bling empire. Bling empire I think it's like the yeah. same producers, but um, it's very glossy, but like I genuinely have learned a lot about a, a community that I did not know a lot about before. And yeah. the family is very compelling. Um, it's like, it's, it's very produced and it's very like, they're very, they're very rich. So it's like, it's not necessarily like the most like relatable thing, but I love them. Like I, I like I'm, I need more seasons. Um, so I recommend it. It's also like only eight episodes, but um, yeah, it feels like a good, like, Sunday yeah, it's a great, yeah, show. it's, but it's, it's, and it's like, it feels like a little bit more substantial than bling empire in my opinion. So um, yeah, I like it a lot. Um, so I'm gonna have somebody from there. So yeah, I have like a kind of what I think of as like a little bit more of like a wide ranging group of people on it's one interview per week, yeah. every Thursday. Um, but my favorite episodes are obviously with the housewives because I think like, like that's my, like I said, that that's sort of my sweet spot. That's what I know the most right. about. Like I can like really, I mean, like we were just talking about off before we started recording this, it's sort of like about like preparation for interviews. And I don't, I don't really even have to prepare that much when I like talk to somebody like right. Sutton or Ashley Darby or like, because I'm obviously so up to date on all this stuff, like every day, like I spend scrolling Twitter and watching the shows. So, um, that's the most fun. Yeah, and you can just fly with the vocabulary. Yeah, like, yeah it's, exactly. It's like instilled in us. Who is like who is a reality get that you want so bad on 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 the pod? Like, what would be like maybe like one or two dream dream gets? Um, I mean, I, I had Chriselle on, and I would love to have more of the Selling Sunset girls on because I just like yeah. that show is such a. Again, it's like so high, oh, yeah. it's so highly produced, but like I think that there's like a lot to there's more to them than the show kind of presents. Um, right. So I'd love to have like Christine Quinn on. Like, I think she's like, she's just like a fascinating person. Um, she is. Yeah. She was, she, it's, don't, don't you think Christine was like built in a tube? Like no, in a test absolutely. tube to like, become a yeah. reality star? 1000%. This is like what she's meant to be. I, I'm curious what she would be like in like a less produced, like more open, um, 
like ended reality like situation I wonder like I wonder what she would be like on Housewives I don't know if she like would be great for it but I'm curious like what else she would show about her because she is like such a caricature on Selling Sunset um yeah but like I don't know I don't know if she has what it takes but I think that she's like she knows how to play the game for sure just the fame game yeah she definitely does know how to play the game but and you know I wonder like what the I wonder what like the production is like of a show like that versus a housewife show Mm -hmm. like like, I don't think on Selling Sunset, the producers on site are, like, looking for them to talk about anything super uh, Definitely not. Definitely not. You know, um, on Housewives, they're like, you should talk about that. And then they talk about that. Mm-hmm. But, like, you, like talk about serious things sometimes. Yeah. You know? um, but I, I, I'm sure, like, they just text Christine, and like, I, we need a killer outfit for Tuesday. Like, one thousand. She's like, oh, I got you, girl. And she has, like, six. <laughs> she has, like, six photos of, like, like from, like, a fitting that she did. And she, like, is yeah. like, what do you want? Like, I'll, I'll get, I get you. Do you want, do you I want, do, do you think... want the six foot long ponytail or do you want, like, right. the leg braids? Or the eight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no, I, I do think it was so extra, but I kind of died for the wedding that where they were oh, all black because, dead. like, I would love to wear all black at my wedding one day. Um, like an all black gown. I mean, that would be amazing. I would love right? that for you. But that to me, Thank like Christine you. Quinn knows how to create a moment, even if it's like a little bit forced. Right. Like she's still like, she has the producer's mindset, I think. And like, that's probably why she partially why she gets on the nerves of like Chriselle and, and the rest of the gang so right. much. Um, yeah, selling sunset. Like I would love any of those girls to be honest. Um, in terms oh, wait, of wait, we, we need to wait, wait, we need to talk selling sunset for one more second. Because we didn't talk about this on the podcast, but like, what about all this Chriselle? Uh, oh, I know, drama? I know. I'm like, it's so hard to tell. Again, with them, it's so hard to tell like what's really authentic. Like, what is like to drum up promotion for the show? What is right. like, you know? I'm, you know, I think I think Jason was the one. Like, I've always sort of felt that he had crush on Chriselle anyway. So like, I knew from that end it was like reciprocated, but I'm not sure. Like, yeah. From the Chriselle end, have I seen that? I'm not sure. But, like, again, like, we, we see, like, so little on that show in terms of, like, actual, like, genuine interaction. So, um, I mean, good for them, I guess. And, like, it's, it's really, it's, it got, like, it got picked up everywhere. So, it's, like, honestly, amazing promotion for the show. Um, but I, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's, like, more than that. I don't know if, like, I hope we get to see them get together on the show. Um, mm. I don't know. Well, well, do we even, so... For those that don't know, they film the show in a really weird way where they just like film nonstop and essentially like dice it up into right. like seasons. And so they film they've filmed all of season four and five, right? I think so. And yeah. so I even wonder if that's gonna even be in I know I couldn't I, well, I couldn't sure tell the timeline be because like they announced it when they were on Yeah, it probably won't be on four. Maybe they'll maybe they'll like sprinkle in some like or they'll edit together some like glances, you know what I mean? Or like like and if they have been flirting or like flirty with one another, then like they'll have that somewhere that they can like splice in. Yeah. You know? Did you did you see the um? I don't. It was like a tweet or a meme or something that was going around of uh that like vacation and how like R- Roman is his name. The yeah re- um, r- yeah a Roman. I mean, how or it was Roman like or something. Ro- Roman. Well, let's call him Romaine. How Romaine <laughs> was um his five eight, but like in the photo, he looks like he's like six two because everyone on the vacation please. is like under oh my five God, feet please. tall. I'm dead. <laughs> that is beyond. <laughs> it was so funny. Oh my God. He's oh my only God. five eight. That's so interesting. Mm. He's the more, yeah, you know. like he, he's like average size. Right. Like that. Five, but they're how tall also, are you? Five, six one. You're six one. Yeah. Oh my God. I, I thought you were, I am five eight. And I thought that you were my height. Oh, I'm six one, babe. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's you never know with the online people you know it's like it's i know it's all just like our avatars so i know well okay so we should jump into kind of our our segment okay. here uh and ask you the question that we like to check in with all of our guests about and that is what reality television uh or what reality personality uh made you a dumpster diva that's mm. what we call our our listeners here at dumpster dive those that love trash like we do and once again this doesn't need to be bravo um and in once again in addition to a show is there a person that you just like were like this genre of tv is really yeah artist in terms of a show, it's definitely Survivor. That was my first. That was my first reality show. Um, yeah, I watched the first season when it was on, uh, and I've watched every season since then, all forty seasons. Uh, like I'm like <laughs> you say that like it came out in like 1950. You're like I okay, but I was seven years old when the first season was on. Like we had, <laughs> no, we had, I know. I think we we're probably the same party. age. We, I'm yeah. 28. I'm about to turn 29. Um, oh God, I know no, I'm, I'm older. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was seven years old when the first season survivor was on we had a watch party where we all like wrote down on like like sheets of paper like they do on the show who we wanted to win like put it in a box like I was with my family and um you know I think survivor I mean so much has been said about it in terms of it just being like it just like hitting the jet like kind of it's the gold standard of like for a competition series obviously and like but it also has so much like social commentary built into it and it says so much about like where society is. And I think that Survivor, part of the reason why it's been around for so long is because like, I think it's adapted to the times like better than most other shows out there mm-hmm. in, in its, in its, in its genre. Um, and like, it, it's, it's done. So, I mean, there's, it's had some pro- obviously a lot of problematic moments over the years, but like it's learned from those moments and like made them learning moments for itself and like change the show for, for the better. And that's what keeps me around for it. But also it like, at the end of the day, it also sticks to like its core, core format, core, like, kind of aim. And um, I don't know what it was that really hooked me in, but I, I think part of it is the personalities. So, like, there were, like, obviously, like, I always, like, loved the women on the shows. Like, I never liked the men. We don't like men. We don't stand men. But really um, men. though, though what's, what's funny is my first, like, really favorite person on Survivor, who, like, obviously, with the preface to this is, like, now she's obviously not my favorite person. But Elizabeth Filarski, now Elizabeth Hasselbeck, it was my, I loved her on the second season of Survivor, the Outback season, and she got fourth place. And so she was, she was around for a while, but like, and her personality was like so different on that show. She was like the, yeah. like, she was like the like girl next door, like that's the edit that she got. Um, and like her best friend was like an 80 year old man, like who like got like one, <laughs> like got fifth place or something. Um, but she, like, I think that part of like Survivor does such a good job of like getting you attached to some of these people who make it far. And like, I yeah. think, Obviously, it's not like a docu-style show in the vein of like a lot of our Bravo favorites, but I think that sort of set up, that sort of like planted that seed like in my head about like, oh, like I actually really like this. I like to get to know these people and like root for them. And then like after that was, I still watch Big Brother. Like I started watching Big Brother at the beginning. American Idol, same thing. Like American Idol also was one of those ones that like, I was like, I was obsessed with American Idol, like for those first like eight seasons. Like I, oh God, I don't same. know about you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like I, like, I... E- appointment television too, I'm... because like, because I think that something that like the kids these days don't get is like 
streaming didn't exist, no. children. No. Okay, so you ha- and and also when American Idol started, we didn't really have DVRs. Like TiVo was like a thing. You want to know but something? Like, we didn't really. When I would, when we were, when we would miss an episode of American Idol for whatever, like godforsaken reason, we would literally record it on a VHS tape, and like that—that's how—that's how we had to do it. Like we literally had to yeah. record them so we could watch it, or we would record it just so we could watch it back. So we liked watching the performances so much. Right. Like that's like. That's how we had to do it back then. And like <laughs> times were hard. God, it was okay. so hard. I'm, I'm sure we have those VHSs somewhere in my house. Um, but yeah, American. Wait, so who, how, like when did you drop off American Idol? Because I feel like a lot of um, our, like our generation was kind of like with it until like, I don't know, like Chris, what's his face? Chris, uh, Chris what was his name? I don't remember. Like I, I want, but I watched, it, I think through, I think maybe the last season of like the first go around, like I wasn't totally in it, but like I watched it like pretty much that full run. And t- like, did you watch? Like, did you you didn't watch with Mariah and Nikki? I or, did watch or, that. I watched. It. Oh, no, like the okay. like the full run, like on it was on Fox. On Fox. Yeah, I wa- yeah, I think I watched like, pretty NBC much the full now, Fox run for maybe that last season. Like I was watching the Nick- the Nikki Mariah season, all the J Lo okay. seasons, the Keith Urban years. Like I was, I don't watch any of the ABC circus that they do, but like. The thing and the thing about American Idol again was like you got so attached to the people like you like I was like I would vote like I would literally vote like all night for like Jennifer Hudson and like like all those people so um, and you know what we need to roll back the votes I want to recount on two thousand and what year that was when J Hud got eliminated oh I cried that night. I there's cried. no way she got a like there's no way that a the voting was real okay we can't believe okay, that yeah. the, all of the voting was real right right but i but i mean like not to get too deep but like i also think that like i realized some dark shit about america and like what they like value like what the, what the america maybe that i didn't necessarily know as like somebody on like in, in a big east coast city growing up but like I, I was like, it made no sense to me again. Like that, like Jennifer Hudson, Latoya London and Fantasia could be in the bottom three in, you know, like the, in the top seven when like, to me, like it was so clear that they were the best three singers. And then, and then all of a sudden, like a couple years later, like only white men were winning and like, and like Adam Lambert, like who was clearly not straight, like he, he deserved to win that season and he didn't win. And so like, I think, I also think that like American Idol, maybe similarly to Survivor, like kind of teaches you through honestly the results of the show and like the people that get far about like, I don't know, or it reflects something about human interaction. Yeah. yeah. But you, you learn about that stuff. Yeah. No, I, I definitely agree. And I'm so ready for uh, the new season of survivor. I, so yeah. I actually have not seen the first 10 seasons of survivor. Wow. I like came in, I started watching survivor probably about like uh, five, six years ago. Um, and then I, just kind of binged seasons that I heard were good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still have yet to go all the way back. And I like, no, I should. Yeah. It's like, in some I ways just... it's like kind of a different show in some ways it's kind of a different show, but um, there's definitely seasons of value that you should go back and watch in those early days. Like, yeah, yeah honestly, I, the I first know, season I... is worth seeing just as like an artifact of like pop culture. Um, the first all stars is really good. I think it's like season eight. That's like where Amber and Rob get together. Yes, where they fall in love. Yeah, I, I've I've heard that. I but and the thing is, I'm like diehard Survivor. I, totally. I truly love it. Sometimes it's just like 
sometimes I'm basic in the way where it's like hard to go back to the beginning because mm-hmm. you're like you love how shows have evolved. Absolutely. But something I'm so ready for, and I'm sure you feel similarly, is like I'm loving this season of Big Brother mm-hmm. that's happening right now because CBS had to put in place this uh, casting, this di- diverse casting like uh, rule. Yeah. Their shows that half their shows need to be non-white, which in itself is absolutely absurd that it took like an actual like written rule at an, at a television network to get a cast of half at half non-white people. It's like that that's ridiculous right. that it's taken this long to get them to do that. But, but I'm loving the season of big brother because it's just like the people are just so much more watchable. The, the show is more watchable. Conversations are happening that just happen on their own without any sort of forced production. It, it feels and, like it feels like there's like actual yeah. like educated people in like in the group and right. like it's and like not just like right two teeth rednecks. Yeah, it's like it's really <laughs> and like not just it's like obviously past season some past seasons of Big Brother have been amazing, but like it got to a point there where like some of that shit that was happening on the live feeds that like wouldn't even make it to the show because it was so problematic. Like that was so it was just like unacceptable and I totally agree like I'm not I'm like I'm like a couple episodes behind on the season of Big Brother but um it's no it, it, I know it's it's like three episodes a week I, that's why I can't do Love Island because I'm like I have I don't have time to watch one episode a night like I'm sorry like after this pandemic after like after that year of like quarantine I needed to like give myself some somewhat of a social life so I couldn't do like <laughs> I can't do Bravo everything and Love Island but I know I would love Love Island anyway big so brother, I yeah. actually am watching Love Island US or against UK? all odds US good for I, you I don't don't, don't I admire that, you I, that's oh thank you so much <laughs> you're maybe the only <laughs> my boyfriend certainly doesn't um <laughs> so I have been watching that. It was good until uh, this past week. They got rid of because, like, the elimination process is very bonkers. Mm-hmm. It, like, it doesn't really make sense. Um, like, America votes sometimes, but then also like they just recouple up. And this, the reason for the season, her name is Cachet. She is amazing. Cachet, um, I love that name. Cachet, yes. Um, follow her on, on the gram and stuff. Oh, really? I want to get her on the podcast. She is, she's a star. Oh my God. And she just like never quite like fell into like the perfect sort of like partnership. And so she, by process of elimination, got eliminated and I'm, I won't be finishing the season. So. Well, it's like, well, that's actually, that reminds me of like, I watched the Love is Island. I'm sorry, sorry Love is Island. Love is Blind After the <laughs> Altar special it was like yeah. three, the three mm-hmm. episodes and i was like diamond is such a star like she is such right. a good reality star but like it just so happened that she fell into like a flop relationship with like right. I, I forget his name but he's such a flop like but she was like she was like starting shit <laughs> with amber cool. at that like anniversary party or, ever, or whatever the fuck that event fuck was like amber. it was so i mean fuck amber like the again like there was a really good tweet that was like the villain on tv and the real villain like Jessica, Jessica was not the villain of that show. Amber was absolutely the villain of that show. But Diamond, just like to me, like she was fucking going there and she got so much screen time on those three episodes. And I was just like, right. th- they knew that she was, that she's a star. And so I'm like, she's one of those people, similarly, it sounds like to Cache, that could be like a yeah. career reality star, just like hopping around and like, you know, causing yeah. shit on different shows. <laughs> yeah. Also, Giannina, I, I, she didn't come 
She's messy. Like the energy. But, no. I, but I didn't like her on the reunion because she, she's not as good at reality as I think she thinks she is. Totally. Like when she was like, I wanted to bring my mom here. I'm like, no one cares no, it's about like, mom. There, she's almost there. She's almost there. Right. And like she has all the makings of like a really good reality star. But like you're right. She right. doesn't like, she doesn't actually go there or she doesn't actually go where uh-huh. you like expect her to. It's it's disappointing. And the fight between her and it could have been such a moment. It could have been such a moment. But they're both dumb. Like they're not good at it. You know, (laughs) they're like not smart enough to be good at it, and they're not dumb enough to be good at it. Because sometimes when they're dumb, like sometimes when these stars are dumb, like they fall into these scenes because they're dumb. But then sometimes they're really smart and they know how to manipulate it. But both of them just live in this like middle ground. So there's like not Uh, really. I mean, we're talking about two want to handle and love is blind crossover here. It's like it's the it's it's lowest of the low. I know. Well, we should get into Bravo. We should get into Bravo. <laughs> so, um, we have a lot to chat about today. Yeah. I want to quickly, brief, very briefly, um, just kind of address the state of Roni. Because mm-hmm. there's not really much to say out of... Yeah. Th- this was probably the most cringe episode I've seen of... Black Shabbat. ...in a long time. Yeah. Yeah, that was tough. And I've been... I've, I've actually been pretty apologize like an apologist to up this season For because sure. i i do think we're giving them i do think i i'm sure you'll agree with me on this like being a new yorker like in that time like that they were filming we were kind of back to square one at some levels like we weren't seeing friends like we weren't doing much i had gone um, home i had gone if, home i left new york for those two oh, months yeah. for the holiday i was like yeah. I, like what's the point you know what i mean right yeah. yeah, so, and, like, the only thing that me and my, fr- I, and I was here, and the only thing that me and my friends did was get Airbnbs outside of the city and, like, right. get tests, exactly. get a test and go drive to an Airbnb. Totally. So, it's, like, that is what they're doing, and I, I, they're trying their best. They really are to make television, and so I feel bad for them on that front. But then on the other front, like, Ramona just, like, it, it was so disgusting, like, just her, like, the way she treated this Shabbat, like the way she was speaking mm-hmm. about both like the black community and, and the Jewish community. And like, it's just like, she was trying to make herself, wow. she was trying to like pull any string that she could to like make it like, co- like convincing that she was somehow a victim in, in something. It's right. like, like the, when she was talking about her college years, like when she first got to New York, I was like, girl, like this is not one. Well, this is not about you. This is about like no. the whole the whole point that they went to that dinner was to like learn about other people's experiences. Right. And like she was making it all about her in a way that like obviously we come to expect. But like this was like right. honestly maybe a shocking low for her <laughs> because it was it just really like was. it was like again like Ramona is like one of the least self aware people ever. But like you. <sighs> you'd think that in that kind of situation, like you could, at some point she would have read the room, but she just like never read the room. And like, no. Yeah. And she wasn't even, she wasn't even so Ramona that she was funny. Cause even like the scene, I'm sorry, the scene with her and Ebony at her apartment where Ebony is like trying to talk to her about the election. And she's like, you know what this is? This is my necklace. And this necklace no, brings me joy. It was funny. Joy. It, and, like, it ended up being funny. funny. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. Because she is a lunatic, right? But with this, it's like, you're not being like the version of you that we laugh at. Mm-hmm. You're just being the worst version of you, which I actually just think is who she is. And her being like, her trying to like pin the Jewish community, like shame them for bullying her as a child. And it's like, it was you like have to realize it Ramona, like, deplorable and like the call has been ringing from inside the house for mm-hmm. years like you they're not nice to you because you're not a nice person mm-hmm. yeah it's you just aren't 
she was horrible. Her, her, her behavior at that entire event was just like shameful, but yeah. And it's obvious. I think it's indicative of like a lot of the problems that Roni's having. Um, there's just like such a disconnect, like even it's like not working. In, in a less serious way. It's like, we have Leah like literally FaceTiming in, like yelling at Ramona through FaceTime and then like take me right. into the other room so I can talk to you, Ebony. It's like, again, that's not Leah's fault. Like she, she was exposed to COVID and she was being safe and, and she like pulled herself out of the equation, but like, okay, but if you're going to pull yourself out of the equation, maybe just like, don't even try to like, it, it, it just like, there, it's off, it's off. And like, I, 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 I get what Leah's trying to do, which is like, she knows she has to create moments. I think it's, it's the same reason why like, Sonia is like drinking so much is because like she Sonia is self-aware enough to know that like when she is when she gets drunk and it ends up being it, it can create for like really genuinely funny good moments that are memorable and we know that yeah. it can obviously uh-huh. go it can go the opposite way and it's going that opposite way more often than right. not these days but I think I still commend Sonia and I commend Leah and I commend some of them for like actually really trying to create moments out of like a really shitty situation and really like con- constricting production like situation and yeah. like but and it's been said a hundred times but like it goes without saying that like five people is just like not enough for the show and like I guess there's no. six with Bershawn but like there, she's not being invited yeah, to like where is she? I, I don't know why she's not being invited to any of this stuff um yeah. and maybe it's because she, like she hasn't been in the last two episodes no and it's like okay well, we have a you know, a, a basically free agent, like floating around, like invite her to things. And she's like, she also is right. like, you know, she's not, her delivery is not perfect by any means, but like at least for Sean, like does stir the pot a little bit, like just by the nature of like her, her delivery and like how right. she is. And do we need that a little bit? Um, what do you think happens next? Like what, what not in this, like, it, like, Oh, like just what big, big picture wise, big, big picture. What is our, our next step is Dorinda. I, I think, Dorenda is coming back because they've Andy's re is introducing this phrase putting on pause. It's like, no, she was fired. Like, like you're saying that because like you want people not to worry about. New right. York because... I, I do think that like signs are pointing to Dorinda coming back. What you... about Bethany? Do you think that was real? I mean, like, it, like it's the... for me, it's hard to imagine Bethany coming back. Like at this point, at least right now, it's like, she was shit talking Bravo like like three months ago, like during the protest yeah. cycle for her HBO Max show. So I'm sort of like, to, to, for me, it's <laughs> Which, like for for me, it's like I don't, I would be, and I I, I could be proven wrong, but it, I would be kind of shocked if Bethany came back right now. Yeah. Um, I think that like, am I against Dorinda coming back? No, but do I think that she's had enough time off to like actually change her ways and like like actually actually reflect on herself enough to like maybe be a little bit less dark when she drinks on the show, like. I don't personally think that one season is enough time for that. I think that mm-hmm. like bringing Dorinda back is like, a, and again, like I'm not against it, but I think it's like a slightly desperate move. It's sort of like a, like they don't really know what else to do when it's like, it just feels like, I think that they will pause. I think they'll pause the show in the way they're doing with Atlanta and the way they did with OC where they actually like, they actually do way to beat. And it's frustrating because we have to wait longer for the show, but it's in the long run, it's going to be good for the show because like they can take a little bit more time to think about the casting and Mm -hmm. they can actually find good new people. Um, Because I I think that at the end of the day, like I think as much as I love the Roni cast and like they've given us so much over the years, like there has to be another big reshuffling. It's just not like, it's not working. Like, yeah, and and, remember- and if all those reports are to believe like in the daily mail and in, in radar like i think it's somewhere in the middle and they're all planting shit but like yeah there's there is a huge there's a, clearly a huge divide that's like probably like 
you know, unsolvable. Um, and like, I don't know, I, I don't know. I personally think that like, I think, I think Ebony has to be given another shot. I think Leah should stay. I think, I think Sonia should stay. Ramona, I mean, <sighs> it's just, I think it's time. We, we have to call it because it's like, it's just not going, you no, know, even if next, even if the next season is better then the one after that's going to be bad. You know what I mean? It's just, and yeah. like, it's you just, it, it's not even about her politics. It's no, just it's like, not. It's not about that. And, and I, I still find her, working. I still have her, like, she has her amusing moments still. Like, I, I 100% yeah, like am entertained by her. She makes me laugh sometimes. But if she is sort of like, but I, I also think that, like, I'm not sure, like, what else we're getting from Luanne either. Like, I really. Like, I think they're maybe in kind of similar boats, to be honest. And I think if we keep Leah, Sonia, and Ebony and bring in four new ones, or maybe or they bring, or they bring in Dorinda, Dorinda to just be sort of like that pillar, because like yeah. Sonia, I love Sonia and she's essentially an OG at this point, but like, is she a, would she be able to be like the central pillar of Roni? Like, no, like that's not, that's not no. the role that she plays. So no. but I think Dorinda could, in the right state of mind, in the right like headspace, Dorinda could be that, especially without Ramona in, in on the scene. I don't well, know. And justice for season five, we I recorded so we pre-recorded an episode that's coming out next uh next week, and we actually spent a lot of time talking about season uh five of Roni mm-hmm. and how it gets slept on because they did they made a really bold move. And I remember when it happened, and I, I remember when Jill got fired, and we right. were like, What why did Jill Zarin get fired? Mm-hmm. Right. And so it was kind of a weird it starts weird because there's these three new women that no one has any relationship with, but that season holds so many iconic moments. It does. That if we just let them like make a shift like that, it will work. And like, and in the end, like Bravo fans are monsters, but they'll also keep watching the show regardless. So like it, they're going to have critiques regardless. So just, just get rid of them. And I think we keep the, those three Dorinda maybe as that center apple and then bring on three full-time women because the season when bethany came back to that season, season an amazing season seven amazing season because we have so many women we have so many different dynamics because we have this og returning mm-hmm. but we also have uh dorinda as a newbie right and like there's there's a lot I mean, of good it's stuff. like i mean listen like th- that bethany run was like an amazing run of seasons that her second run and yeah i think that if you would give roni seven people the city if, and the city is like back to life a little bit. They have a little more energy to play off of. They can, yeah. they can, they can have like parties that are bigger than six people. Like it's right. like, it's there. It's you're right. It's got the, the ship will be, will write itself. And yes. And I am all for bringing in new blood. Like I think that so like, I just think that, and I'm not against bringing it back new, bringing back old people. I just think that like, it's such like the, it's just like a constant conversation. Every franchise always has this like, bring back this person, bring back this person, bring back this, bring back this person. And I'm just sort of like, but um, like if we, if we were always only bringing back people, like we wouldn't have gotten a Dorinda. We wouldn't have gotten, right. uh, you know, a, a crystal. We wouldn't have gotten a whatever, like, like some, like I, you have to at least bring, you have to bring back new, you have to bring new people into the mix. And also like, just like from like a, a boring point of view, it's like, you know that Bravo's trying to save money on some of these shows. So it's like, like at this point, like Ramona's probably like making over a million dollars a season. And it's, and it's you're the a first season housewife makes like $70,000. Like it's like, right. and if they can bring in three or four new people and have it be like 
just inject it with new energy. Like that's what I want. And it's, yeah, um, no, I completely agree. And I think that, and I think that Ebony and Leah could like really, I know that people like are frustrated with them this season a little bit. And like, it's obviously very divisive, but I think that like, if you give Ebony a little bit more space and like, if you give Leah by a third season of Leah would just feel, I think a little more settled and not trying to like prove herself as much as like this queen. Like, I think that like, if she's like just settled a little bit more, she would try a little less hard and it, 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 for her, it just comes natural. So I think that like, she yeah. would be great in a third season if she had some just some new blood to play with and i think that yeah and i think ebony needs we need more we still need more diversity because we do yeah need someone to take the piss out of ebony because ebony here's the thing ebony's doing awesome shit but it's like it is it, we always say on this podcast like two things can be true yes, right so yes. like she can be doing amazing things it can also be annoying and it'd be okay that it's annoying you know what i mean mm-hmm. like like I think the Black Shabbat was awesome, but I do think that, like, the the Harlem dinner walking, the women are walking into, like, what's going to be, like, a fun night, and then they, like, spend an hour talking about the history. Right, like, exactly. Like, but imagine, there's imagine. There's if, a joke there. Right. And I wish that there were people. Exactly. Like, imagine that, if, you know imagine I mean? if, like, we had had the Harlem dinner, but there was three other women there, and, like, you know, we would have, like, moments of, like, the actual, like, learning something or, like, actually learning right. a lesson. But then we also had somebody, like you said, like, giving her shit, the and, then, and then it can, yeah. like, turn into, like, a classic housewives fight you know what i mean like right so it right. starts where like it maybe should be and then it goes from there and it's just like not going anywhere right now and that's that's the yeah. issue so Definitely i, I roni is historically my favorite franchise so and i have Same. faith in these women um i just i'm i would really love for them to like wait a beat and like just get off get off their production schedule and like really figure out casting um that, yeah. it's, that's, no, what, that's what the issue is so let's pop over uh, to Potomac, Maryland. Mm. So my, uh, my home away from home, baby. <laughs> no, you know you say your favorite Roni, which they they Roni well, will historically, be favorite, not right now. <laughs> Histor- no, no, I know, no, same. We're on the same page there, but these women just like I thought this episode was like a bit of a sleeper. I think we're like transitioning to a fight, mm-hmm. to like a, a transitioning to a vacation and stuff. But even in the even in the episodes we have that like are are like like sleepers there's still i'm still like literally on the floor no. laughing and i karen sitting at that at that table and being like <laughs> you talking to me are you talking to me but but you but you just brought so much more energy to it than she did she literally was like mid food she's like are you talking to me? <laughs> you're right you're right <laughs> like you you're bringing very like housewife energy to it but like she brought an energy to it that was just like like she was still getting like, off that you, she was still getting no, off that like, RV like processing yeah. the trip right she's like no like literally are you talking to me <laughs> <laughs> like I'd like to know can you answer my question <laughs> I mean you're right like the the delivery of the Potomac from the Potomac women is so effortless and like just comes so naturally to them like the turns of phrases like they never get old like I've never heard half these things and I think probably there are a lot of them they're saying them wrong but like they they could literally just be talking about what they had for lunch and I would be like laughing right. on the floor. Like I'm obsessed. Who's so who is like who like rate them? Like where are you at with them? Who are you who do you love? I mean, who are you neutral? Yeah, it's on? it's hard because like I, I'll probably have to interview some of them on both sides of it. But ultimately, like I'm a Karen stan. I Karen, love Karen. Right, yeah. I think I don't I think I do think that like her her argument about like wishing death on ray or giselle wishing death on ray is like it's like such a stretch i forgot that scene even happened like that was like four years ago like it's a it's a little bit of like it's kind of weird that i mean it's b- pretty weird that she's bringing that up um 
but I do I do appreciate her getting any excuse to like start shit because like to me her and Giselle is just are just like we haven't seen like two titans clash like this since like Nini and Kim or Bethany Jill like Bethany Jill like even like Kyle and Lisa Vanderpump wasn't like that and like no like like it was too real yeah the problem with Kyle, that it, was, it that was, was it was dark and like this like yeah. like Giselle and Karen have like such a deep-seated relationship from from years back and like ultimately I think they're both pretty much like they both of them have pretty much earned the title of like queen on this show like they've both like proven their worth as stars on the, the show they've been there since the beginning yep. Like they both brought in people to the show. So like they both have claim to this in a, ge- in a genuine way. So like, the, and uh-huh. so it makes it compelling. And like, you can, you know, obviously Giselle is like a little bit more of like the quote unquote villain of the show. Like that's the edit that she gets a little bit more, but you know, she, Giselle brings what she has to bring to the show. And like, she does. And she does. And I think that at the end of it all, I think there is in the same, and I think Nini and Kim have the same thing at the end of it all. They love each other yes. so much because they're like, thank you. Thank you for being a monster to me because without your like energy, I would not have the paycheck. Totally. I would not have the house I'm living in right now. And, I, and I've seen, I've, I think I, I think it might've been her Wendy Williams interview this season. Like, I think Karen like essentially said that in an interview. She was like, no, she said it on, no, she, it was watch happens live. Right. She, someone was like, would you get rid of, who would you get rid of? Nobody. On cast? And she says, absolutely nobody. We are what makes. And the that's show. the right answer. Like just saying Giselle would have been like just the lowest hanging fruit. And it like, wouldn't have been, right. a, it wouldn't have been a truthful answer. And like, I, I, lo- and I really appreciate about that, them about like that, about them. And I think that, um, it's just like it's you, every season, like it, they're gonna have some sort of fight, but like you don't really know how like intense it's gonna be. It, I think it's never really been more intense than it is now. Um, yeah. But well, so I I have a question for you. So yeah. So I think Giselle played me personally a little bit this week because I. So when we heard about the Wendy of it all, right? The Wendy, the Eddie Wendy rumors. Obviously. Obviously, I really don't think it's true at Me neither. all. Like, it just, it, it feels completely planned. I think by it's totally Lee made Giselle. up. Yeah. But I, there was a moment in this episode, and once again, I want to tell everyone listening that I don't necessarily feel this way. This is just like a fleeting thought I had. Okay, so don't come for me. But when Giselle made the point where she was like, so do you think it's weird that like this story came out and she also like, uh, did all these changes to her body. Mm. And like, I was like, wait. You were convinced was, for a moment. Not convinced, but just like, I was like, wait, points are being made a bit though. Like I I wasn't, I was surprised that Giselle actually had a bit of a point to stand on because usually her and Karen just throw shit around. Now, do I think I that she probably planted that story because Wendy got her body done? Probably, right? <laughs> But like, but there was a moment when I was watching it where she convinced me and while I was watching and I'm like, God damn it. She's, she's doing a good job because she almost had me. Well, you're like, well, you you think, and it's like, okay, would a woman who was being cheated on and knew that she was being cheated on and knew that maybe like there was like a, a huge bump in her marriage, like would somebody theoretically like with the means, like go get some plastic surgery to like win back their man. Like I'm sure that's happened a million times in this world. Absolutely. And like, so yeah, like, t- like the, the, the connection of the two that Giselle made, I totally see that like that has happened in, in somebody's life. Is it happening? And right. is it happening in Wendy's life? I really don't think so. I think that like, 
we know that these women get plastic surgery between seasons all the time. And like mm-hmm. after seeing themselves like on a season, they probably like, oh, especially like, a one to two, like a season one, a first yeah, yeah, to exactly. second season especially yeah. after your first season. And so like, right. and I think the difference is that Wendy is like, one, I think it's great that she's acknowledging it because a lot of them don't acknowledge it. So I think it's mm-hmm. like amazing that Wendy's like owning it and acknowledging it. And she's, but is she showing it off? Like, is she showing it off a lot? And like saying it every time she enters a room? Yes. So that's like a little much, but like, you know, I think that I, I like that Wendy is acknowledging it and, and celebrating it. Um, and I guess Mia has too, but I think like, like we've, you know, we've seen a lot of people get surgery between for first and second season. So I think that's, I think it's more about that and seeing herself on TV in a different way than she's used to seeing herself as a talking head on Fox News. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I think. And she, yes. And she looks, let's let it be known. She looks, looks unbelievable. Incredible. And I also like hate this like notion that the women are like Giselle was saying like we ha- we had Professor Wendy and now we have like hot bod Wendy. It's like it's such a stretch. Like why can professors not be fucking smoke? Shows, I know you know it mean? makes no sense. <laughs> and like just because she makes was no sense. And and like again like I think Wendy kind of does herself a disservice by like like last season it was she like she just like hammers the one point home about herself like an entire season so like last year it was right. it was the four degrees and this year it's like the butt and the boobs and like right. what have you and so like I don't think she does herself any favors by like focusing so much on one thing it's like so it's no. so like pull it's like either end of the spectrum and like she could do herself some favors like in just in terms of like in the eyes of the other women to be honest by just like right. mixing it in a little more <laughs> but like yeah. so that's really I think what the you know she's not helping herself there but um more power to Wendy she looks fucking great and also and she and she had and she and she yeah and she like there's like a confidence there that she's always had confidence but I think there's like a different kind of confidence in Wendy this season and like I think it's interesting to compare Wendy and Leah's second seasons because like, I think they were both like, I mean, there's obviously a contingent that didn't like, didn't like either of them, but like, I think they both were like pretty well liked as the, after their first seasons, like proved themselves as like worthwhile presences on these shows. And, and I think like the, they're different, they're, they're both like kind of being a little, like slightly extra in their second seasons, but I think it's working, uh-huh. it's working a little better for when Wendy than it is with Leah, because maybe, maybe just because of the circumstances of their relative casts. But well, I think the bit. I think the. I think what happened here is that I've never seen Bravo back a housewife, a first season housewife like they did Leah. Like, yeah, for they sure. Were like this is the new. They're like we have a star, right? They're, they wanted. They like, were. They wanted to be new Bethany. That's what they wanted, right? Yeah, and it's just like it's just like when you put expectations like that on people, they will inevitably disappoint you. A thousand you know, percent. You can't. Yeah. You can't put expectations on anyone like that, like mm-hmm. because you're right. You know, you'll always be disappointed, and and she. The thing is, Leah does kind of suck sometimes. And, like, so do a lot of the housewives. Mm-hmm. But, like, they made it sound like she was, like, the new gold standard. Totally. And it's like, she's not. She's an imperfect person. Totally. Th- thinks she knows That's fashion. a good point. She runs a t-shirt, a point. She runs a t-shirt yeah. line. She was, like, really, <laughs> she was really elevated. Uh, yeah. And to a point where it's, like, unattainable for even to reach those heights, you know? She couldn't. No, no, no. She And I think she did have a really good first season. But she could never yeah. be better yeah and, than she and i think that i think know? another difference between her and wendy is like wendy feels like just so ingrained in this cast already in a way that like like you know leah feels ingrained to roni i guess but like wendy within like the group of women it's like oh like wendy's been there for five years you know what i mean like i don't i don't she doesn't yeah. feel new to me um in a way like i don't know well, and why potomac works though and we i think we've talked about this on the podcast before but like why i think it works so well is 
it's a bit of a return to form mm-hmm. in, in the way that these people are hungry for like camera time, right? They're hungry for absolutely. Th- these were people that were just sitting like six years ago. These women were like at you know Whole Foods or you know Target and like you know what, <laughs> what establishment like, are you going? <laughs> I know I was trying to think of something trashier than Whole Foods, <laughs> but I was trying to be nice. Uh, like they're at TJ Maxx, like buying candles. You know what I mean? Like Karen Huger has probably been uh, frequenting a TJ Maxx in the Potomac uh, area for for years now, mm. and it's a shame there's never been a camera on her. But like, it's the reason they work so well is that they they need to. They're be hungry. The shows, yeah, they're know? hungry. Yeah, and that's why I I think it feels so old. I brought this comparison up and I, they're so dissimilar, but it feels old OC to me sometimes with just the fights being so ridiculous about things that are dumb. Mm. They're trying to film like they're trying, they're hungry for stories and hungry for, for like interactions with people that it just feels like old housewives sometimes to me, like fights about nothing instead of fights about like, like, you know, lot yeah like, and I, stealing from orphans and, and, I, and i think what's what like i've been thinking about lo- kind of a lot recently is like just the because potomac and dallas premiered around like basically at the same time like they were like introduced as the two new cities when they were when they were in- introduced and like just think about the different paths that that they've both taken because like <laughs> like what but what you just said is like that they're so hungry and like dallas are just as hungry as as potomac is like like they True, they, yeah. they all want to be stars they all will do like anything to, to, to like elevate their profiles but the difference is that and this is with all due respect to some of the Dallas women who I do like like the Potomac women like are stars and like the, like the, like yeah. when they found this group of women they hit the jackpot and with Dallas that was not the case with a lot of those original women and like no. like not only were they stars but like they have learned over the years to lean into the the they've leaned into their respective roles they've leaned they like they're savvy enough to know what people like about them and what they do well on the yeah. show like yeah. karen has absolutely leaned into the, to, to what people love about her giselle has like kind of stopped giving any sort of fuck about like being well liked being well liked at all or like her style like like I think Ashley has like has leaned into like being completely an open book. Like once it was out there that her marriage was essentially open in some capacity, like she like was like, fuck it. Like, you know, I'm, I'm talking about it. And like, I just think that right. those, those elements of that, like just have given them like just the winning formula and uh, just, absolutely. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. And it's just, it's just interesting. Cause like, I'm like, God, Dallas, like you really missed the boat. <laughs> so I'm from Dallas and there mm. is, they're like, is something there. And that's the thing that's about Dallas is like there, there are opportunities there. It's just, I can't imagine what the casting process is like for this because it's so hard. Cause I've, I'm sure like there are people that are so perfect that just don't get mm-hmm. a tape or apply, you know, so, like, or, or they, or they don't really want to be on the show because it's like, yeah, yeah. That's true. Cause it's real housewives, but like, like Dorinda, Dorinda sat at all the same parties in New York and no, there was no camera. on Exactly. Her. And like, she was in, if, if you go back in old seasons and just had the cameraman, like turn around, Dorinda is like, you imagine three martinis in, like with one, with her lobster claw hand in the air. I mean, like what I said last night with that, you said that she, that's a good Dorinda. <laughs> it's the only, it's the only one I can do. That's good. Oh my God. I love that. Well, you also did, did a kind of good Karen, but whatever. I listened to delivery. Oh, I did. I did. I, I, I well, I've oh, been I practicing did. that line I reading did. of, oh my God, of that's so yeah. Funny. Yeah. Of, yeah. But you're uh, right. What was it again? What was it again? Uh, Oh, 
Are you, are you talking? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? <laughs> <laughs> so not, funny. not. Are you talking to me? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, God, it's so good. Well, so um, good. let's wrap up on uh, BH. A really wild episode of Beverly Hills. I mean, I don't know about you, but I, I'm I'm sure you are in the same spot I am. If you love New York and Potomac, mm-hmm. like BH has never been it for me. Like post season three, probably. Mm-hmm. And then like, like I I watch it all. Yeah, once, yeah, yeah. I watch everything, but like it just, but I I look forward to it. It's electric, and it really is a true crime doc that we're watching like in reality f- television format. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it hasn't been this good in like five years. But, like if really? like like yeah. I, like I I did really enjoy like the first couple of Erica years. Um, like the Eileen the, when Eileen and Rinna joined, I thought those were like there were some strong moments there. Um, yes, that season is really good. This the their first season. Yeah, when that's when you get the poker night that, at Eileen's yes, house. Yes, and Brandy throwing the wine on Eileen. Yeah, and, that was those are some classic moments back then. And Beast, how dare you? Right. I mean, that's like one <laughs> of the best trips of all time. Um, right. But like the past two years, again, it's just, it's been two or three, honestly, at this point, like it's been so dark. They talk about the same thing the whole season. Like the, the, the fact that we have the, all the Erica stuff, which is like, obviously that's, that's a singular thing, but it's like, it's really like ever changing and ongoing in a way that like the other, the other issues that they were harping on in the past weren't, you know, like the the Denise thing happened or it didn't happen, you know, like that's what it was like the puppy gate happened or it didn't happen. Like there was no like other factor changing information that could really like change the the, the deal. So I think like the fact that the Erica situation is so fluid and like we were hearing so much new news about it is like really helping their case. But then like, we're it's also being this dark, really serious situation is being totally balanced out with like, an amazing new feud in Crystal and Sutton. And like, it, it, yeah, it's we, so petty yes. and so low stakes that yeah. like, it's perfect, you know? And, and, and it, you have to have both. Yeah, you, you have, have to have, to have them both. in every season. Yeah. And, and you always have to have the dumb fights. Yeah. And I think the, the third factor, which is like, you know, I think it, there's, there hasn't been like a more universally beloved addition to a show in a really long time in Kath, other than Kathy Hilton. But like what I, I think I said this recently, but like, Beverly Hills to me was never like a funny show. <laughs> like it, ne- it was never humor based. And well, me- Kim brought humor. Sure, in but, but, a but it was dark, form. but it was tinged in a really dark way. Right. And like, yes. and there's always like some element of darkness there. And like with Potomac and New York, the reason why those have been my favorites for so long is because like at the end of the day, like regardless of the drama, I'm laughing with them and I'm laughing at them. And it's like, I'm, th- that's when I enjoy a housewife episode most. And like, when, it, when it's humor intermingled with the drama and like Kathy genuinely brings the first funny, like the most genuinely funny moments I've ever seen on Beverly Hills. And like, to me, like having that levity too is like so important to the show. And I think it, that was, that's always been a missing factor for Beverly Hills. And so like, we have these three elements this season that are just like perfectly balanced out. And it's just like, it's, I want to do chef's kiss, but I don't like when people are doing that. But like, th- that's what, that's what it is to me. It is that though. It, it really, really is. is. And and I don't know where you stand on this, but I just like justice for Garcelle a little bit in oh, this episode because I in, here in in my mind this is how all of this played out. Garcelle still is the new girl in the popular group, right? That like doesn't quite fit in, mm-hmm. and one of the popular girls just told the new girl this insane thing about her personal life. And so she's like going to go back to the popular girls with the new, with that girl there and be like, guys, like 
Erica opened up to me. Like she gets to like wear that as a badge of honor that like Erica did open up to me. Mm -hmm. Right. And so she reveals it and like they flip, she flips, Erica flips out on her and it's like, it's not fair to Garcelle who's sat and watched the rest of that cast bring up bullshit in unneeded scenarios and they're at like a girl's weekend and she, she's like, that was on camera. I can say it. Like we're confiding quote unquote in each other. Like, like we're having like a bonding moment and it's so ridiculous to me that fucking Lisa Renna. Mm. I'm like, I love her for reality television, but sometimes she it's makes so my blood boil I know. because I'm like, you are a walking double standard. Mm-hmm. And she was on Watch What Happens Live last night with Gary Janetti. And like that Watch What Happens saying, Live performance is one of like the most wild things I've wild. ever watched. Yeah. Wild. And she definitely got a facelift or something because she's wearing those, those sunglasses. huge sunglasses. Do you notice when she took them off, she looked something was like, there different. was something different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She looked glossy. Like, there was, like, yeah. Blink and you missed it because it, would, it was the glasses were off for five seconds. But yeah. Yeah. So on there, she was like, do I have to carry this show on my back? And I'm like, no, you haven't been like, you really haven't been like, like the delusion of grandeur know. is really something like you didn't carry it like last season. Last season, you brought us greatness, obviously, with like, oh, you're so angry. And like, like she really fueled that Denise fight. But like last season, she fueled it in a way that was just kind of like deplorable, yeah. you know? Well, and it's also like, it, she just isn't what she thinks she is. Definitely and not. And, I'm not and a it's, some, it's really interesting because, you know, she plays the housewife game like pretty fucking well. Like, like she's like, yeah. like she delivered, she knows how to deliver the moments. Like, like give her that, whatever. But she's actually not that self-aware. Like, like she can make fun of herself like on social media and whatever, but like right. she's not like that attuned to like, or maybe it's not even self-awareness. It's like attuned to like what the audience like really like thinks of her and wants of her. And like what's what's so I think your 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 kind of like framing of the Garcelle situation is like perfect and like taking it back to that like high school like uh kind of dynamic is really apt. And I think that you know, it's just shocking. It's obvious, like she, she is so be- being so hypocritical because she questioned Denise so intensely and she went after Denise so intensely about something that like, and she said, she also said on Watch What Happens Live that's a completely different set of circumstances. And yeah, mm-hmm. it is. But the, the difference is that you actually should be questioning Erica because Erica's situation is so much more serious and so many other lives were impacted versus literally what she was going after Denise about, which is just the fact that she might've hooked up with a woman. So it's like, and and lying about it to like protect her marriage and her kids. Like I, like, it's just, the the stakes are so much different. And like, she's framed, it's just, and like with Garcelle, with the Garcelle thing, I think like, I obviously always knew that she wasn't really being accepted by like the, the, the Fox force five, like the the central click of the show. But right. it, I, it had never been so like plainly apparent and like addressed than it was this week. And I think it made me like really like feel really sad for Garcelle because I think that like Garcelle is having a really good season. I think that she's like really yeah, in a way that Lisa Rinna does sometimes like Garcelle is asking the question. She's like, Garcelle doesn't give a fuck about like, like she'll, she'll ask it. Like the producers are probably in her ear being like, you should ask about this. Like when you go, when you go on the hike with Crystal and Erica, like sit down and you're going to ask the hard questions like just like Sutton will. But like, I love that she said she's willing to go there. And like, she did that similarly sometimes last season, but it's just like, she shouldn't be villainized for, for that. And it's like, there's like a level, there's like another level of problematic to that too, as being like the only black woman on the show too. It's just like, it just, it, it makes you feel icky. And I felt so bad for her. And like, 
seeing her crystal and Sutton sitting there on that couch, like, I was like, damn, like you three need to like, I hope that those three like really kind of team up going forward mm-hmm. because like, there's so much power in that. And like those three, right. like those three, like if they have each other's backs, especially like individually, they, they don't give a fuck either, but like right. having each other's backs too, like they, they're like a formidable threesome right there. And like, I, yeah, and, and, and I, and I think yeah. that, and I, one last thing about Carcel is like, I was kind of worried mm-hmm. that she wasn't going to come back for the second season. Like after the, a, after losing Denise as an ally, after kind of seeing how Rena operates in this space and how like kind of, right kind of powerful she is and like how she wields that power in a filming setting i was worried that garcelle wasn't going to come back and i'm really glad that she did and i think she's proving herself and her worth as a housewife this season but i think i was i'm i kind of was like okay she'll be back for one more season and then leave but i think if she really feels supported and kind of backed up by sutton and crystal going forward i could see that kind of emboldening her and like wanting her and like leaving her wanting to stay for a little longer because i think that she has so much more to give and I would really want that. I think that. she does too. Yeah. No, I agree with everything you said. And I think Kyle is really fucking smart because she's like, mm-hmm. here's the thing. I'm looking at what's happening and I'm like, she's like, Garcelle, Crystal, and Sutton are like the future of this franchise right now because Fox Force 5 lost a member last year in Teddy because, oh my God. A very extendable like, member, I have to say. Right. <laughs> and... Rena's day will come where she can't do the show anymore. It just it it just it depends on what what things she I says. I think it's sooner rather than know. later too. And I agree. And I really don't think Dorit. I really don't know that Dorit will be back next year because she's not delivering. It's so tough because I like, like I like love anything. Dorit last year. Like I was obsessed with Dorit Same. last year. And then this year, it's like I don't know what I don't know what's going on. But like it's like. She's not only falling flat, but she's saying some weird shit. And I'm like, like, like that thing about the help was like oh so problematic. God. I can't even get into it. But like, I really liked Dorit last year. Like, I didn't like her the first, and then I grew to really like her. And now I'm like, yeah, what's going on, girl? Like, I think that she has she has potential. Like, she's like, she's kind of a star. But I'm just sort of like, yeah. girl. But well, I just, you're right I just about think Kyle. That you're right Crystal, about Kyle. Crystal will be back because Crystal is a great one hundred. Like, smart. Like you, you always need someone there that is just normal right and the show has operated for too long without any sort of normalcy Mm -hmm. because you need someone normal there to be like what is going on you know and Sutton is a kooky character that we need and Garcelle is Garcelle is someone who could carry a show like she has that energy Uh she's a star and I think she's a star and and obviously she's been in you know a literal star right (laughs) and Kyle you can see Kyle there's a moment that one of the Bravo accounts like pointed out in this episode everyone go back and I, I maybe if I'll find it, I'll post it. But um, when Dorit is like going into everything, mm-hmm. like about like race and how uh, she loves people that are her, not ki- her kids love she her employs brown them. Help. Like that's what she said, yeah. which was just yes, okay, okay. And started to, and and then even said like that the help is dark skin. Mm. Which it's like I mean, colorism I, is is so. I was actually genuinely shocked this, by that conversation, like by 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 shocked. the diatribe that she went on. Anyway. And she says that, and there's a moment between Kyle and Garcelle where where Kyle they look at each other, and you're like, oh, they're uh, they like both are like they're friends now, and they're ready to like take. I saw that on. look, and and I have to say, I'm I think you're right, and I think that like I think that's part of that's part of the reason why Kyle was so upset that like her and Garcelle like got off on such a bad foot last year. I think that like yeah. I think that she might have sensed that from the beginning, but like she was, she was so in deep with like that group last year that like whatever, but, uh-huh. and she still is in deep with them. So I'm, she has to kind of like, but like even in a confessional moment, she was sort of like, 
she's been a little bit more critical of Erica or like more questioning of Erica in her confessionals than I kind of expected to see um, yeah. on this season. And like, I have to say, I've never been like a number one Kyle person, like ever, but mm-hmm. I have never liked her more than I do. And, I, and I've never like, I've never like really like actively really disliked her either, but I've never yes, liked Kyle Richards more agree. than I do this season. Like she's, I think she's, I think her first season post Lisa Vanderpump, I think Kyle was trying really hard to be like the central alpha character. And I don't, and, and, and Kyle isn't necessarily like an alpha personality. Like, I think that she's a big personality, but I think that she needs some other energy to like balance her out and, and what have you at the center. And like, I think that last year she was doing too much with that. And then I think this year she's really settled in. I think having Kathy there like relaxes her a lot and I think that like she's just having I'm I'm, like I'm really happy with the season she's having because I think that like she's she's really integral to the show she really is central and connective tissue for everyone but she's not just that and and she really she's she's reading the room better than she has in a while (laughs) and like like with like 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 with that Garcelle stuff and I I don't know I think it's really promising from her I, I completely agree with you. There's like a level of like discernment and like just real, she like is listening to things mm-hmm. more than yeah. she has in the past because I think also LVP brought just the worst, yeah, like it was bad at the end, the worst manipulated energy to the show. Mm-hmm. And the show is so much light. Talk about, I feel like there hasn't been an OG like her where they leave and, and the show really feels where you really don't even remember her, because like there, when Nini, when Nini left, you felt her. Like, you felt the her first absence. time you felt her absence, despite I think I felt not liking her anymore. Yeah, yeah, you did. You you feel it because like she brings something to the show mm-hmm. that just elevates it, even though like she was kind of hard to watch like at the end of both of her stints. Yeah, oh, absolutely. But you still, but, but you still miss because like she brings so much, so much, so many other yes. things to it. Yeah. But LVP, like, I literally haven't thought about her at at all. Like, really at all. And it, and she, that would destroy her. I know. And, that and, and like, and I think it'll be, I, I'm going to be interested to see, like, to see what this next season of Vanderpump Rules is like and sort of how much, like, a part of it she is. Like, she's always a part uh-huh. of it. But I'm just, that'll be, because yeah. because her other ventures haven't really worked out in the way that she wanted them to um, at all. Did Vanderpump Dogs come out? It came, it came it out, was like right? six, like, it was like six half an hour episodes, like not even half an hour episodes on Did Peacock. Did people watch it? I love, No, I, I, wa- I watched the first episode because I interviewed for her for it. Um, okay. And okay. like, as I sit here and drive. No, 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 but, just no, but like, no, but I, <laughs> I, the show was like cute and it was light, but like, I thought it was going to be like Vanderpump Rules, but at a dog, like a dog shelter. <laughs> like that's what I thought right, it was. It was so not that. And like, even in the interview, like, you know, I don't dislike Lisa Vanderpump on the level a lot of people do, but like, she just like kept, like, I would literally ask about like, oh, how's filming going for Vanderpump Rules? And she would like be like, it's good. And you know what? All those kids have visited me at Vanderpump Dogs. And I'm like, okay, yeah. like we get it. Like, you know what on. I mean? It's like, like she, it's yeah. like going too hard in the other direction. So um, she's not really doing herself any favors. And I agree. Like I did not miss her presence on the show. Obviously last season we yeah. were kind of like distracted, <laughs> probably in a good way because there was so much going on, but like, I didn't, didn't miss her presence really. And like, and yeah, and I think that like to me, Kyle, obviously Teresa is like so central to Jersey, but like to me, Kyle is like really like the last like original, original OG. Like she's never going, like she's she's going nowhere anytime soon, ever, ever, ever. And like obviously I don't no. think Teresa is either, but like there's something about Kyle that like she's really kind of she's staying with it and she's like keeping with like the changes of like the of like the franchise and like yeah, um Beverly Hills has evolved a lot in the past and like in a in the most in the past like five years i would say but like 
she's she's really like at the forefront of it and I think that that's like really it shows the how, how adept she is and like she's really learning I think from this whole thing um she's, and I think it's impressive great. and I like and I kind of like want to be friends with her I don't know me, uh, me too I like too. I didn't like I used to she was so mean in the beginning she's like with fun Kim, yeah but like I, now I'm like, can I go to like an Airbnb with you and just like dance on the bar like at nighttime? Right. Like that sounds like so much fun. Yeah. And she, I, I just am really. I, 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 I tweeted this when they were in, when they were in Tahoe, but I was like, I was like, one thing about Kyle Richards, like she's gonna be up with that late crew. Like she's like part of that crew that like the first half goes to bed, but she's like up drinking. She's on the bar and like I, I guess I always like I always knew she was fun, but there was always sort of like a slight annoying factor to her, I guess, yeah. and I don't know what it was. But it, she doesn't have that for me at all anymore. And I love it. I, I really think there's a really cool, exciting friendship that is going to continue to blossom between her and Garcelle. I hope so. And I think Garcelle is making her a better person. <clears throat> I think so, too. I honestly think so. I think so. that she, Garcelle really checked Kyle. And I think that Kyle, like, clearly did some sort of introspection, honestly, between seasons. Like, because that yeah. reunion was, like, really dark between them. And, like, her calling out really the, the auction thing was, like, really low. Um, but I think that she really, like really reshuffled her deck and like really kind of took a hard yep. look at herself. And she wanted to have that conversation with Garcelle right off the bat at the beginning of the season. And it's really smart that she did. And yep. I agree. I think that they are, there's so much promise there with them. A lot. So not to like end this, like Beverly Hills chat on like a really dark note, but mm-hmm. like we do need to touch on Erica a little <laughs> right. bit more, probably something I heard. Uh, I don't know if have you heard of the Bravo docket. The Bravo Docket. The podcast. Um, no, yeah, so I've heard, a, yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, but I yeah, don't. So it's 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 two lawyers. It's two lawyers who started a podcast and in the in the midst of all of the Jen Shaw and Eric so stuff. Smart. So they just talk I about. To that. Yeah, it's really interesting. And um, one of them, uh, Cece, I believe is her name. She was on a live and she said something really interesting. Someone asked on the live. They were like, "What is the um, most incriminating thing that Erica has done?" And, like on this season and she was okay. like I actually she was like I actually don't think that much of what she's done is that incriminating this season I actually think the most incriminating part of her is like the expenses and like and that and like mm. all, just all of that screams to more than than all these little things and she was like what she was like what I also think was not a bi- as big of a deal as everyone made it out to be was that Tom was calling her Right. She was like, because essentially that's something we could all just, th- that's something that the FBI could find out in two seconds, like if they're actually speaking. Mm-hmm. So it's like not really that like revealing to the actual story is what they, she was getting at, which I, I like didn't actually realize that. Um, so I don't know. That was just something that is interesting. interesting. And, then, and then also something I kind of like, I was at, with some friends last night having a like Beverly Hills watch party night. And, um, Something I kind of like put together after like uh, a martini or two um, <laughs> was I was like, wait, why the fuck did all of the sudden this self-proclaimed pop star who was like blowing up her music like is good. Yeah, like, no, it's fun. Like, it's, fun. it's fun. It's, it's fun. Yeah. It, they're fun songs. Yeah. And it's her dream, right? Forever to be a pop star. It stopped out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And there's something about it that is weird to me where she pivots to from being this like pop star to making her own money, mm-hmm. right? She pivots from like 
doing all these shows, doing all this. And then she's like, well, now I have a shoe collection with Shoe Dazzle. Right. Now I have, um, the book. I'm now I'm going to be on Broadway. And the Broadway, Broadway was yeah. not funded by Tom Jordan. No, no, no. Like, she took every paycheck of that. She took every paycheck of Shoe Dazzle. She takes every paycheck of her house of Beverly Hills. Right. So part of me was like, I, I just started thinking yesterday. I was like, do we think that, that, that she realized there were some things going on that she needed to start being more accountable for her own money? Hmm. Like a I mean, years ago. I mean, I think that there's there's something there probably. Um, I think I just if, I, if I, you're, you're, Bob you're, Gibson, you're, why would you stop making? Why bops, would you stop right? making bobs? Because it was yeah. too expensive. Maybe the maybe the funds were stopped coming, just weren't coming in. You know, maybe right. maybe it wasn't even necessarily like a realization for her. Maybe it was like he wasn't giving her enough money anymore because he maybe he knew something. I mean, like again, like who mm-hmm. knows what the yeah. fuck? But like this is all speculative. But like you know, maybe the, the money, like the money wasn't the same that was coming in. So she was like, fuck, yeah. I can't film these expensive music videos. I can't go on tour. And then right. she's like, okay, fuck. But and she just, maybe, maybe she doesn't know why, you know, I, I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm not like convinced. Either. What do you think? What, I, I'm, what... I'm not convinced either way. I would say like, as the weeks go on, like, you know, I, I'm like inching towards like, you know, there's at some point maybe she knew something but like for the past like actually like up until like really recently I was I kind of like just thought that she and I still kind of think that that she didn't know most of it I really don't think that I really think that like I think I think that the uh, from what we've and again like I think we can take some of the stuff she said about her marriage in the recent weeks with a grain of salt but mm-hmm, yeah clearly like it was like a, a way darker marriage than we it, than it was made out to be in previous yeah. seasons and yeah. I think that like I think that Rina and Rina said this, to be honest, like, and Kathy has said this and, and some of them have said this where it's like the dynamic of some of these marriages, especially when there's like so much money involved and the man is making all this money. It's just sort of like, like the, the, they're not asking questions. Like they're, they're signing the yeah. contracts, the, the, the money's coming in. There's no reason for them to ask questions. Um, yeah. If the funding did stop for her, for her like career, like, maybe she would ask a question at that point, you know, maybe you'd think that maybe right. she would maybe, but maybe, mm-hmm. I don't know, like the, the power dynamic was so different in that relationship that like, it's really hard to know exactly what she would feel comfortable asking, but I know it's really fucking hard to like say, and I don't really want to say either way, but I think that like some part of the story is unraveling. And I think that's like kind of like objectively happening. Like, like it's like yeah. the, the car crash story, like was like really bizarre and wild. Like, like the, the, the thing, the thing about the house is like pretty, wild like not knowing that she had certain houses and not going there and whatever like very weird and like and like when even when she released like the text messages that we saw this week with like the the cheating stuff like remember those texts were from like 13 years ago they were from like or like or from like 10 years like they were they were from like a razor phone phone. you know what i mean like it's like so there's definitely like some elements of the story that's like aren't it's it's really hard to piece together right and it's also it's really hard to know like what what she has said this season that we haven't seen, you know, like we're seeing a lot of it, mm-hmm. but like, I don't know. Like it's, I want to see like all the unedited footage. That's, all, that's all I, I want. I really, I really am. I, this is what I believed from the beginning. And, and I think I, I really still believe this is I, I think she just was like over there. There's some yes. weird stuff happening that I don't understand because I don't know what being a lawyer is like. And I don't know what, I don't know what, I don't know money. Right, like I don't know mm-hmm. how that. Right, exactly. Works. I don't know and how she's like, all I know works. is I'm living my dream, and, I and think he's making just, it happen. I think there are blinders on. But mm-hmm. Sutton made the point 
of the fucking season. And that is that if Satan put money in your LLC, you still are accountable for the money in your LLC. I'm like, damn, you I mean, really that, that's that's the one liner. That's that's really like the summation of it. And like, I think that's also where Erica is just like, it's what's really the most, not the most shocking, but what's really, really, really shocking to me is how little empathy she is showing for the victims and how like, None. like she could, she could have spun this in such a better way for herself. Like, through, through social media as the show is airing, right? Like she could have like, she could have posted some, obviously there's, I'm sure there's legal implications about saying stuff about like the victims or whatever, but like she could have right. done a carefully worded statement where it's basically implying like, listen, like I did not know any of this. I did not know where the money was coming from. I did not know that what was Tom was doing, allegedly doing behind the scenes. But yeah. like, I acknowledge that it's fucked up. I acknowledge that like rights have to, like wrongs have to be righted. And like, I will like, she can she should have said she like was gonna like put energy towards 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 making that happen like i don't know like it's like she's showing no like emotion remorse, remorse. and it's like that he and did. like exactly and like maybe she just thinks it's like maybe she's so at a point where like she's like i did not know this like i'm not responsible for what he did blah blah blah, blah. but it's like still like she used the money and yeah. It was dirty money, apparently. So it was dirty money, and and like if there's one thing that is true in all this, he did do bad shit with that money, right? We can't I mean, it's like, like all it's signs like are pointing to that, exactly. Right, like like if there's one thing that we can all just, that everyone there can just be like, you should like she should be apologize because like that's not up for debate that he did those things. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just what's up for debate is what the fuck's gonna happen. So, I know. I mean, I know. We'll have to see. I know. Um. Well. This kind of brings us to the end. Oh, wow! This I is... never want to. I want to talk. I want to talk for five hours. <laughs> well, and, well, well. Anything else we should cover? Is no, I mean, I feel, like we, we, I feel like is we there, hit it all. I mean, we've hit it all. Is there anything? We're we're kind of like it, we're about to be in a transitional period of new housewives because right. we're kind of at the back half of both of these seasons. What are some things as recording as we are recording this? I don't know when you are listening to this. We do not have an SLC trailer. I mean, uh, every yet. day, every day it's coming tomorrow. So I'm not gonna. Every day it's, it's coming like, tomorrow. Fuck right. my life. Dave, like, Dave Quinn will tweet every day that it's coming tomorrow, and then one a day different account right. will have the tea, <laughs> the alleged tea. Right. Like I can't. Um, is there a show that you are like dying for? I mean, Salt Lake City. Uh, you're just 100. Like Salt Lake yeah, City. SLC. It's like I, I, I'm after seeing how they have presented and handled and really opened up the book with the Erica Jane situation, which is so different from like a lot of the past legal situations, like with the Dorita, but all like they literally didn't even show oh, them being chased by that pool on the big no. whatever. But like, so like the fact that they've been so open about this, like it gives me such high hopes for how they're going to treat the Jen Shaw situation. And like, it's gonna be good. I mean, I already have chills just, and I've had chills for the past like three fucking weeks as this Taylor's, this trailer has been teased. Like just thinking of like being able to see the literal moment that like the FBI shows up at her, at like the, the sprinter van on the side of the road or wherever the right. hell they were. Like to me, like that is like, that's going to be an all it's that's, that's going to be it's a canon. canon it's already canon exactly yeah. it's like yeah, no that's exactly what i say it's already canon yeah and we haven't when even do we have it. moments that are canon and we haven't yeah seen and it. so that's like absolutely. and so i'm so excited for salt lake city and like and that's to say nothing about all the other women on that show but like right. salt lake city i'm really excited about one thing i'm really intrigued about is like the apparent like icing out of jennifer aiden and on on jersey yeah. and like i'm very intrigued by that um yeah. i didn't rock- see that coming honestly i didn't see that coming it makes sense uh from a lot of them it does not i mean i'm curious like what sort of convinced like teresa to like potentially ice her out like i feel like teresa sort of like 
kind of like yeah, but, got got behind Jen like really hard. Um, but Teresa will follow like she'll anything. follow. But like then if they're all icing out Jen, like where's where's the other conflict coming from? I hope it's all, I hope it's not all against one because that's we know how that how that worked on Beverly Hills for the past couple of years. Right. It's not good. Um, so a Jersey. So for those that don't. So for those that don't know, though, real oh. quick. So apparently what happened with uh, Jen Aiden while they were filming. According is to Dumois. Like, According to Dumois, <laughs> I can't with Dumois. I, like, this is, that's this where point, this information at, came from with the, with the this, affair. No, I know. The housewife stuff is fun, but like sometimes when they're like, I saw... Um, <laughs> I, I saw Jacob Elordi getting Lard. coffee in, in, yeah, in Drama Country Yeah, and Mart. they got oat milk. And it's like... It's like, uh, cool it's girl. Like, this is not... <laughs> like, what is this? It's so you know? much. Also... Anyone could write the, anything in that they saw. Oh, someone. that's me. It's like, like it's, no it's so unverified. Yeah, it's so unverified. Right. But 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 um, but the Bravo stuff always feels like a little bit informed. You know what I mean? It's clear like somebody who works in a production it, company that's sending it in. Yeah, because Bravo plans stuff. Yeah, it it, it, it hypes it up, which is great. Yeah. So so apparently, um, there is are cheating rumors coming out about how like previously Bill had cheated on Jen and everyone's really mad at Jen because they're like, why the fuck have you been coming for everyone's relationships when you have been sitting on a secret like this? Like when we're all open about our lives. Mm -hmm. So apparently that went down and apparently there was like a physical altercation between her and Marge, right? Yeah. That's apparently what happens. I mean, again, apparently, allegedly, but, um, yeah. Like I'm like, to me, like, again, it's sort of like that, that shit sounds like classic already. And I'm sort of like, come on. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm just like, and then the last thing that I'm sort of like still mining through is like the like with Dallas, the apparent thing that's happened, or like the, according to some of the Bravo pages, it's like the people coming back are Deandra, Tiffany, and Cameron with mm-hmm. like three new people. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I get that Tiffany and Cameron have such tension and like such a promise for a feud and like a long running one. Right. But their feud is like predicated on like racial tension. And it's like that to me is like yeah. so dirty and like so like why are we bringing Cam back if like her fi- she literally like had a coordinated attack of her extended family mem- members on Tiffany like after that finale. Like right. it just feels really dirty to me. And I'm sort of like, why not just bring back Stephanie instead of Cam and then bring us three great newbies? I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I-, I was confused. Well, That's so dark then, to me. Then appa- wasn't, okay, I completely agree with you. And I, I also think that like what apparently wasn't there like Steph was Stephanie was like, I won't come back if Brandy doesn't come back, which that's maybe, like really but I'm sort of like, behind, I like, like we were talking about earlier, how like kind of hungry and thirsty a lot of them are. And like, that's not, that's not a criticism. It's just a f- statement of fact. Like, I don't think that Stephanie would like, if she was giving an ultimatum, like, okay, we're not bringing Ban- Brandy back. Yeah. It's either you stay without Brandy or you're fired. Like, I don't think that brand, I don't think Stephanie's going to say no to, I don't think Stephanie's gonna be like, okay, I'm leaving. You know what I mean? Like, that's like, yeah, that seems really out of character. And also, like, yeah, I don't to know. Not take that check. Yeah. Yeah. She does live. Not, she it's does not even have... the check. It's about like Stephanie, like, loves the spotlight. And, and again, right. that's not a criticism. That's just, a, again, how she is. And so it's like, they all do. So it's like, why would she willingly leave this show and then, like, you know what I mean? Just go back to a normal life? Like, that doesn't really make sense yeah. to me. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me either. And then, but, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll still watch it. Oh, I'm still going to watch um, it, unfortunately. But I, I, and I also really am ready for. Oh, see, you know, I used to really love like, like the Heather Dubro age of OC, not because I like her so much as she just brings a fun, like snootiness to a 
not snooty part of the country. <laughs> Can I tell you a secret that I like, have never really, if, I've never been an OC watcher. That's the only one that I don't watch. Like you've never watched it? I've seen like maybe five episodes total over the years. So, okay. So there's, there is just this little time, this little season frame that I think that everyone should watch. And it's when Heather comes on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I believe it's that season seven okay. to um, the season that Kelly, Kelly's first season. So like that little time frame right there is where they like really hit their stride okay. because Shannon is, brings an unhingedness to the show, especially on her first and second season. Like it really was great. And I didn't watch this past season at all because mm-hmm. I refused to support uh, Miss Miss, uh, Miss D D D, yeah, and it was just insufferable. You just, could, I just couldn't, like, we couldn't do it. No, um, but yeah, I think that time frame is so good. There's okay. so much humor. Well, in it. I actually really think that you would love. Well, it. my plan is to give it a shot with the Heather return because I just yeah. think that <clears throat> to me, like, from what I can pick up, like, there, it's enough. It's like a pretty, it's a pretty big reshuffling and it's a pretty big reset. So, like, yeah, I feel like it's a good place to to, to jump back in and like. I have interviewed some of them. Like I've, I've interviewed Heather, I've interviewed Vicky, Tamara, and Shannon before. But like, okay. I, but like, I've heard, but, I've heard of those. And you probably can't say this, but I've heard that universally Shannon is the worst to like work with. I mean, like to be honest, I didn't have a bad experience with any of them. I will say, yeah. um, when Shannon came in, she had like a boot on her foot, like like she had like a broken <laughs> foot or something. But like, yeah. but like for those moments, like I don't watch OC, so I had to have like my friends who watch it, like tell me everything before. And I had to go in pretending I watched it, which was yeah. like, I mean, never works. Out. No, it never really works. <laughs> well, you probably, pro- you're, you're I was convincing, I though. think, but like not, but like, I, I do, I want to give it a shot. I do. I, I, it sounds like people are actually excited about it again. Um, so I, I'm an idiot. So he- Kelly Dodd's first season is Heather's last. So literally just, watch I can just watch Heather years. Heather okay. So I'm going to be, yeah. I'm going to be an OC watcher, but I'm only going to watch Heather seasons ever. So like no, if she leaves again, what... I'm stopping. Because here's the thing. <laughs> you have, you have to see the party fight with Vicky being like, you're my sister. You're my soul sister. Like that thing is so funny between her and Tamara. And you have to see Brooks. Play. If you're loving the true crime. Yeah, I guess. Okay. You have to see I know. See I remember that all Brooks happening. I, like, wasn't, I would, like wasn't attuned to it. And so like I felt left out, but it was like too little it's, too late. I, I don't know how you haven't souped there. It's just no, like, That's no shade to you. you I just, think here, you here's my, everything I, like I do. I am somebody who gets intimidated by like just jumping into something. But then sure. I, but I, Conversely, I also get intimidated by having to watch ten seasons of a show because like, I'm not a, I'm not like a great binge wa- binge watcher. Like I like okay like I'm watching Married to Medicine right now for the first time from the beginning, and it's like gonna it's gonna uh-huh. take me like two years to watch the whole thing. Like I'm like because I watch so many I watch good. so many current shows that I don't like yeah I don't spend like a full day watching ten episodes of one show. So I'm not great at that, <laughs> and that's what I think that's what has like in hindsight has prevented me from doing OC because I'm like oh yeah, like yeah. I want to know no, the whole backstory. Uh, I'm gonna do it for Miami. I also haven't watched Miami, but I'm gonna do that before that season comes out on Peacock. But I should. Do I have that. time. I, I did. I did watch a little bit. Of I've that, heard that like think, the season's very that. widely in quality. Like I've heard that like the first season's like not good, but like the second and third are good. Apparently. So second apparently is like the season, right. and then third they did like a really weird cast shakeup that didn't work out very well, and and also like mom. Mama Elsa had passed away and she was right. Like a big yeah. She's the icon. The right. Show, so, yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, well, 
Gibson, well, thank you again for coming on. We've covered everything. We've literally Ollie, covered everything. Fine. And I am like, I, I want you to be my friend now because I'm like, Gibson has oh the God. same. We have, I feel like we have the same takes and you also have the same encyclopedic, uh, like knowledge of all references. That I do. So <laughs> right. it's so easy to talk to. So it was again, great. We, we, fi- we find our on. people, you know, we, you find your people. We do. We really do. Yeah. Um, before we let you go though, can you plug uh, all, all the stuff? Yes. Yeah. So um, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Gibsonoma, G I B S O N O M A. Um, Twitter, especially probably because that's just like where I share all my housewives thoughts and live tweet everything known to man. Um and then also listen to my podcast. We should talk. It, we have new episodes every Thursday. It's just one interview per week, usually with like a reality star, Bravo, another network, like we talked about at the beginning. Um, and that is available on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. So um, yeah. definitely tune in because we have, I mean, we've had Sutton recently. We've had Candace and Ashley. We're going to have, mm-hmm. I have some other good Potomac people lined up. So it's going to be good. You'll enjoy it. I hope that's Karen that you're saying. I'm sure you can't say yet. Um, but <laughs> yes do, do listen rate yes. review all the stuff yes. there um and you can follow me at the tom hamlet and the podcast at dumpster Dive pod uh subscribe to the patreon once again we're covering origins of reality television there we're in the middle of uh coverage of uh america's next top model cycle four amazing so, oh, classic we're, we're <laughs> yeah um so go check that out and uh, everyone have a fabulous day, morning, evening, night, whenever you're listening to this and say bye to everyone. Gibson say bye. Bye. <laughs>